Hello there, welcome to another episode of In Focus, our 30th episode, in fact. Uh, again, this episode is brought to you in association with Alliance Partners. Again, as a global leader in travel insurance and assistance services, Alliance Partners makes it simpler for your customers to travel safer in a complex world and simpler for your business to exceed their expectations. Alliance Partners, reimagine what travel insurance can do. Our warm thanks again to Alliance for their support of the InFocus podcast, which for those of you that are new listeners is FocusWire and FocusWhite's kind of uh, weekly podcast where we uh, look at things that have been going on this week and do an interview with somebody that's either making the news or has got something interesting to say, which is actually very timely because uh, this week's episode is with a company that's got some very interesting things to say. Uh, it's a very special one because it is uh, Tripkicks, which was one of the companies that we selected as part of our Hot 25 startups to look out for in 2021. Uh, what's particularly special about this episode is that I'm not doing the interview that honor has fallen to someone far more qualified than I and I'm going to say that because he's my boss it's Pete Como so uh, his uh, interview that he did uh, that's Pete with uh, Jeffrey Burke he's the CEO at Tripkicks and that was recorded earlier on this week so here's that interview start the tape okay so Jeff welcome to uh, to in focus thank you Pete happy to be here thanks for having great me. So the the purpose of InFocus um, is to discuss recent events and and how they impact the travel industry. And we definitely have a lot, lot to cover on this front, but I wanted to first back up a little bit and talk about the original premise for for Trip Kicks, kind of when you founded the business, what was the original product idea mm -hmm. and what were some of the what were some of the things you learned from your from your initial rollout? Yeah, sure. So um, you know, backing up a bit, we we started the business in 2018, so we're we're very much a new company, and in in the start in the in the travel industry in particular, where where startups can be, you know, could be quite old and still have the startup startup title. We are we are very much a, a young company. Um, we we started off really with the premise, and 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 some of our roots and mission really haven't changed. We we certainly have a little bit as the business, but. Um, you know, we wanted to make business travel better. We, we wanted to be an add-on for business travel programs. We, we felt there was a lot of opportunity to focus on um, areas that were, were new and innovative and, and maybe perhaps a little underserved by, by some of the agencies and, and the OBTs, some of the, some of the things that kind of slipped through the cracks. And, um, you know, so, so very much a focus on traveler experience. And, and as you're aware, you know, the first product that we, that we brought to market was around, um, you know, in, incentivizing travelers to uh, go above and beyond and make better decisions. So really looking at what can be done to change traveler behavior and better align the motives of the organization um, with the travelers. Um, so we, that's what we started with in, in 2018, um, built some great integrations with, you know, some of the, the big OBTs, um, like SAP Concur, um, partnered with a number of the, the travel agencies and really started, um, started working with some great organizations, you know, very, very innovative companies out there who wanted to adopt this type of, of program. Um, and, you know, we, we found ourselves always always interested in what some of the other challenges and focus areas that our clients had. Um, we wanted to, you know, see if we could wrap them into our solution, see what their goals were within their managed travel programs and, and um, you know, see how we could help them. And 
as, as you may recall, you know, last year we started getting a little bit into the world of sustainability. Um, uh, the, the first thing that we did with our product is we actually brought in the ability to um, use your trip kicks rewards for carbon offsets. So basically allow people who were, you know, who that was a priority for them to, to help minimize their impact on the environment when they were traveling for business uh, to be able to use their reward points for that. So um, it kind of got us thinking a little bit to say, you know, what else can we do on that front? It was, it was something that we were talking about quite a bit with our clients and prospect and, and certainly on, on their radar and still is, as, as you're well aware. Um, so we said, wouldn't it be powerful if we can show the travelers what the most, you know, what, what the most eco-friendly or most sustainable options were when they were booking their travel? So further influencing traveler behavior um, in, in that way. And it was something we started working on early this year. Um, when March rolled around uh, and all of our world- So wait, wait, before, wait, before yeah. we get there, before we get there, I wanted to ask you, because a lot of others in the corporate travel innovation space have tried to kind of, you know, approach it in, in, in somewhat of the same way where they're using point of sale uh, information to drive compliance, whether it's, you know, a budget kind of targeting budgets or offering rewards. So when you founded the business and there was a few that founded before you sure. that were kind of approaching it this way, were you taking a different tact to it? Um, is that kind of what, you know, led you to believe back then that you could be successful where others, you know, had struggled a little bit to really make any headway? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And we certainly, you know, we're not the first to bring this to market. So we had the, a, a little bit of the, you know, the benefit of, of seeing kind of what happened out there and what some of the outcomes were. You know, the approach that, that really set us apart and what we tried to do very differently is, you know, a little bit of our team's background. We, we came from the, you know, I came from the consulting world, um, very much working with large organizations with their travel and expense programs. Some of my colleagues had similar type roles in, in that they were working with, you know, very large organizations as well. And one of the things we learned was just an appreciation for how different companies are from one another, especially when it comes to like enterprise level software. Um, you know, company A is different than company B and, and they don't necessarily want an off the shelf product. They want to put their own spin on it. And when it comes to something like the concept that we were tackling, it was very new and it was very, you know, people had a lot of opinions about it, right, at different companies. So we set out to build TripKick so that it was truly a very configurable platform. And we could bring the concept to life in different ways at different companies. And that's where we were really seeing success, right? People were saying, I like that concept, but I want to do it this way, right? I want to integrate the rewards into our company store. I want to, you know, focus on travel-based rewards. I want to, you know, really focus on these areas of, of compliance to the policy, as well as just cost savings. So we really made it um, so that companies can put their own stamp on it. And, and that's where, you know, I, I think that's what, where we saw, you know, where we saw our success with the concept. I mean, of course, it's still you know, still a newer idea. And as, a, as an industry, business travel doesn't change like that, right? It takes some time. So I think, um, you know, even now where it's not number one on people's minds, certainly it's still on their mind, right? It's still something they want to explore in the future. Of course, they have other priorities right now, but. 
Yeah. So, so as back to your kind of original transition point, as, mm-hmm. as we were coming into March in the early yeah. days of, of this craziness that we've all been, uh, been managing here over the last nine months, uh, did you guys, what, did you guys see this in your data? When did you realize that, that this was going to be more than just a, a, a small kind of speed bump? Yeah, um, I think, you know, looking back, it was such a such a weird time for for everyone, you know, especially those of us, you know, kind of making the, the strategy directions of a company. I think everyone went through the phases where at first, all right, it's going to be a little bit of a bump in the road, you know, going to gonna impact things for a month. And then you kind of realize it eh, might be longer than a month. Maybe it'll be like two to three months. And then you kind of realize that it's actually going to be quite you know, uh, the impact is going to be quite long lasting and, it, and it's going to significantly impact things. And, you know, I, I wish I could say that on day one, we realized everything and, and shifted, but I mean, I don't think anybody really did. Um, I do think we were early on though, in terms of realizing the, the impact. So, you know, as um, a little bit of a, a funny story, we actually were um, planning um, uh, SAP concur, SAP concurs, big customer event is, uh, is mid-March most years. Um, our team, you know, a couple of us had our, had our trips booked and we decided even after the travel, uh, the conference was canceled, we were looking for a time to do an offsite, um, for a, for a, a strategy meeting. So we actually leveraged the, the trip and we were on the road in mid-March, right. As you know, everything was, was kind of unfolding, um, and, you know, at that meeting, we were, we were talking about a lot of things on the roadmap and, and we, you know, we started discussing that, okay, things are starting to shut down, right? And just as all the travel programs and all the travelers were, were coming home, you know, us, us included, um, we realized that at some point in time, companies were going to need to start back up again and travelers were going to need to get out on the road and it wasn't going to be as quickly as the, you know, it wasn't going to be like a one fell swoop, like everyone, you know, shut down. It was going to be gradual and complicated and there were going to be starts and stops and it was going to be a very personal decision, but also a company decision. And there was going to be this new complexity in booking travel that we hadn't really ever seen before as, as an industry or as travelers. Um, and at that point, that's when we, we kind of looked at us as a business and said, you know what, we're actually really well positioned to, to help companies, you know, solve this because not only do we have the integrations with, you know, players like SAP Concur and focused on that traveler experience and, you know, influencing behavior um, connected with what I'll call like the legacy world of, of travel and business travel but we also were a startup, right? We're, we very much have the other foot in the startup world. And one of the things that I've enjoyed most is you know, getting to meet all the other companies out there and, and form those bonds. So we had the benefit of knowing you know, what other startups were working on. And some of it was really powerful, powerful things. And we said, well, we're in a good spot to bring some of this information in ways that others, you know, it's a little bit harder for them to do but really deliver this information to business travelers, um, you know, to help, to help restart business travel, to help bring the information that they need to, to, to feel confident getting back on the road. So, you know, business travel clearly has been hit quite hard by this pandemic, maybe, maybe second to only groups and, and meetings, uh, which we've been battling through here at, at Focus, right? Trying to kind of bring what is really a physical event 
into a into a virtual space. And, you know, in even outside of travel, remote work, um, you know, the comfort level of video conferencing has really you know, forced us to change the nature of how we do business. And you hear companies like Amazon announcing that they saved a, a billion dollars on, on employee travel this year. And, you know, that's obviously not very helpful for us as we, as we try to, to kind of impact recovery. But do you think a, a portion of the business travel market, sort of the, you know, maybe the non-essential trip that, that occurred in the past um, is, is going to come back? Are we, ever going to see a full recovery of this segment. Um, I, I'm, I'm really interested to just get your your perspective on it because you've worked in business travel for quite some time, whether it was on the consulting side or on the tech side. So interested to hear your perspective on that. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, everyone's got their own perspective and no one, no, no one really knows who's right at this point. Um, time will tell. But I, uh, I think things are going to change for sure, right? Are we going to see the non-essential trips disappear and a little bit more scrutiny, whether it's at the company level or even at the individual level, because we've all gotten used to a slightly different lifestyle? Um, absolutely. You know, will, will we ever see the, the peak that we saw last year? You know, I, I don't think what we, we really will. Um, you know, for a lot of the folks that say things are, you know, look what we're doing remotely, um, we're able to carry on as as norm, quote unquote, normal, right? Um, I'm, I'm a little skeptical of that, right? I, I think that, you know, something I've even talked about with my own team, like that, that I feel strongly about, you know, we we're a remote team. And I think we're really efficient, you know, and I think we get a lot of stuff done. And we like working together, which is important. And those relationships and, and that bond that we have formed as a team comes from shared experiences that we have created in person, right? Like when I'm talking to a colleague, I'm not looking at their thumbnail video. I'm picturing them in my mind. I know what they look like. We've had dinner together. We've had drinks together. We've been on the road together. You know, you, sh you create those experiences. And I think part of the reason that we as an industry have been able to be successful, right? Or we as an economy, I'll say, has been able to be successful in this environment is because we have those relationships and they were established through in-person bonds, right? And if you, if you take a, a new relationship where you don't have that and it's just been remote, you know, I don't think you're quite going to have that connection and that level of trust. And we haven't seen that yet, right? Because we're all relying on these previous relationships. And I think that's going to be a key point when people start to realize that, you know, there are some things that are, that are really important to, to do in person and we're not going to be able to accomplish over, over a Zoom call. So obviously things are going to be different, but I, I don't think we're seeing the, you know, we're certainly not uh, seeing the death of business travel anytime soon. Right. So another kind of related point. So, you know, some of the, the, the premise of your, of your business is incentivizing travelers to make sound decisions, um, you know, for, for their companies. And there's obviously a, an interesting dichotomy that will evolve as we emerge from this pandemic. And I, it's hard to even talk about emerging from this pandemic right now, or just right in the depths of it. But you know, there's there's going to be this kind of push and pull between constrained budgets and minimizing risk. And mm -hmm. you know, risk at the beginning may 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 you know may trump everything, right? Minimizing risk. So, right. what are your thoughts on that? And then, you know, you you guys have have I'm not going to use the word pivot because you haven't really pivoted your business. You've really just taken advantage of 
a near-term opportunity, but it, it seems that your, your premise still remains the same. Um, you know, how do you see that evolving, that kind of push and pull between constrained budgets and, and minimizing risk as we, as we you know, start to get to the other side of this? Yeah, I think you're spot on. It's going to evolve. It's going to change when people are first getting on back on the road. It's, you know, they are going to be prioritizing risk mitigation as they should be. Um, you know, I think the, the interesting thing is that it, it's a very, it's going to be a different con- consideration and decision, right? Your, your number one, your company is going to, going to set some policies, right? Around what you can and can't do. And they're going to set the boundaries there. But beyond that, it's going to be a very individual decision, Right. Like we've heard, you know, about, okay, well, when companies start to open up travel, are they going to allow people to fly premium economy a little bit more? Um, You know, certainly organizations are are, are doing that, right, are going to let their let their travelers do that. For some people, that might be really important, right, Um, to to make sure that there's a little bit more space Um, for others. You know, maybe they're maybe it's not as important or maybe at, at a certain point in time, it becomes not as important for them. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be very individual, very personalized decisions, and it's it's gonna you know it's gonna change um, as we as we return to normal. We're gonna see prior you know the the traditional priorities come back with cost savings and and things like that. But for um, for a lot of organizations right now, for most organizations, um, risk mitigation is really is really key right now, and that's that's you know that's where we're seeing a lot of our our, our interests. So coming to a, a little bit more recent, and again, kind of the premise of InFocus is to look at kind of recent happenings and and to, uh, you know, to, to kind of comment on it. So you guys fairly recently just um, announced your your resell your your reseller program with TMCs and your your go to market strategy originally was direct direct to corporate. Right. So direct to corporation. Um was that your primary go-to-market strategy? And why did you shift to kind of, you know, working through intermediaries to get your product out, out to market? Yeah, so um, certainly, you know, direct was our, was our primary. Um, it still is very much a, a key channel for us. So it's not, it's not going anywhere, you know, for certain organizations out there, they just prefer to contract directly, um, you know, and that's that's just how they like to do business. They don't like to to go through uh, TMCs to to bring on other suppliers. Um, but for us, you know, we we saw we we just were seeing a lot of interest from our from our TMC partners, and being able to have a more strategic relationship just gives us a little bit more opportunity in terms of how we how we deploy and um, how we contract as well. So you know, for us, uh, a lot of this is about you know, we're serving and solve, helping companies solve a very immediate need. So there's there's a little bit of time pressure here in terms of getting this out to market, um, both from a contracting perspective, but also an implementation perspective and getting a company set up. So when we're able to work a little bit more closely with our, with our TMC partners, um, we found that we can make that process actually faster and, and more streamlined. And there are some some of our partners out there are taking a um, kind of like a bundling approach, right? Instead of saying we're doing each individual, all of these individual implementations that we're treating as separate projects, we're kind of looking at them in aggregate and saying, okay, these are the companies that are going in the first batch, and that's really one implementation, and they're all going to follow the same steps. So, that, yeah, so that honestly benefits all of us. Yeah, so that's interesting. So y- y- I presume you're you're kind of you're 
you're using a few different models with TMC. Some are probably using this as kind of a value add service. Some are using it as an opportunity to, to monetize. So can you talk a little bit about the different models that you're working on with TMCs and what's kind of, you know, rise, rising to the top? Sure. I mean, it's always a balance of, of everything, right? I mean, I, th I think the biggest draw is that we're, we're serving a big need right now for corporations. And, you know, a lot of companies will look to their TMCs to say, you're my, you know, I rely on you for this guidance, you know, both strategically, but also operationally, what should I be doing with my program right now? And, um, you know, they, they're, they're bringing us in and saying, this is a great, this is a great solution. So they want to be able to, to provide solutions like ours to their customers um, because it's what their customers need, but certainly in any partnership, it needs to make sense financially. So, you know, that's something we work with all of our partners on as well to make sure that, you know, there's a financial incentive and they're, you know, they're getting um, their fair share in terms of, you know, the business that they're helping create. So as you're kind of, you know, this is, I presume, allowing you to get your product out, out into market a little bit quicker, um, you know, direct to corporate can be, Certainly, you can you can establish close relationships with those corporations, but going one by one can be a little bit challenging. So, uh, first off, is it allowing you to scale your business quicker? And secondly, as you're getting your product out into market, are you gathering more data? Are you able to see more kind of signs of recovery? Um, and you know, part of your your kind of I can just imagine sitting in your planning meeting earlier this year saying, hey, hey, team, look, we have a we have an opportunity to do this and we can actually help the industry recover if we can be effective at doing this. So are you seeing any signs of recovery? What are you kind of looking for? Um, I'm really interested to hear hear your perspective on that. Yeah, I mean, we've, you know, with a lot of our, our, our direct channel business where we're dealing traditionally with larger organizations um, and a lot of them are still, you know, uh, of course it, it varies across industry, but a lot of large organizations are still very much, you know, very restricted when it comes to travel. It's on an exception basis. Um, a little bit more flexibility with the SMBs as we're, we're all kind of hearing, right? A little, little bit more autonomy there in terms of people um, getting back on the road, but you know, I, I think right now um, people, you know, most companies are kind of in their planning mode, right? They're still pretty restrictive. They're still, you know, travel managers are still able to approve every trip on an individual basis and, and do research as, as many of them are doing. Um, obviously, once travel starts to scale back up again, that, that becomes a, a process that's not, really, that's not really scalable for them. So what we're seeing right now for most companies is them saying, okay, there's, there's some good news out there, right? With signs of the, the vaccine and nobody quite knows the timing of everything yet, but we all know that we need to start to prepare for things to be a little bit different than they are right now. Right now, companies are able to get by with those you know, manual processes, but I think they all know that you know, as travel starts to open up more, those aren't, th those aren't processes that they're gonna be able to keep. So that's where we're seeing you know, most conversations right now of companies saying, well, we don't have that many people on the road right now, but we want to get something like this in for when people start to think about booking trips and when, you know, some companies have even shut off access to the online booking tool because you could book anything in the OBT, but that doesn't mean that you, you should be, right? So we're giving them that confidence to say, okay, maybe we can open up the OBT at some point um, and still have a pretty restrictive policy, but at least that gives us the comfort that 
travelers will have the information they need, you know, to, to, to make those, those decisions. Great. So uh, we've just got a minute or so left. So I, I wanted to officially congratulate you for being named uh, one of the, the hot 25 startups on Focuswire, as well as being selected to pitch at Focusrite's uh, summit stage. So you've officially made it as a, as a startup, and <laughs> I'm interested to understand where you've been celebrating. Oh man, uh, does anybody have time to celebrate right now? Honestly, we've been we've been working more than we ever have before um, in terms of getting this this out to market. I wish I could say that we've you know been popping bottles of champagne, but it's been it's been pretty grueling as as any startup can understand. You know, in terms of being able to incorporate as many features as possible and and really. Um, get it out to clients, but that's probably also a little bit of a reflection of me as well, <laughs> and my work ethic, uh, and and the team, the team too. Yeah, that's great. So yeah, we we've all been we've all been working uh, working hard uh, during this time, and and you know we're we're all hoping that that it pays off once we uh, get into the recovery, which we all know will come. Right, right. It'll come in different ways, shapes, and forms, and. Uh, you know, you guys have have certainly been doing a lot of work uh, over the last year, really kind of taking your product and and leveraging what's out in the market and what the needs are. So so, congrats on all that, and uh, we look forward to following uh, following along your your ride here as you uh, uh, as as we transition into 20, 2021, which which hopefully will be a, a brighter year than twenty twenty's been. So so, thanks a lot for joining us, Jeff. Really appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. If you're looking for another great podcast, check out How I Got Here, a weekly chat with people that have led successful startups and created cutting-edge innovations in travel and transportation. Produced by Focuswire and Mozio, it has a catalog that includes Steve Koffer of TripAdvisor, Kayak Steve Hafner, Expedia's Arian Gorin, and more. We get the stories behind these companies, the highs and lows, and a lot of gritty details. How I Got Here is available on Focuswire.com and all the usual podcast platforms. Thanks ever so much, Pete. And uh, thanks, obviously, there to uh, Jeff Burke. He is the uh, CEO at TripKicks, as I said before the interview started. And, you know, and uh, congratulations again to Jeffrey and his team at TripKicks for making it onto our Hot 25 Travel Startups to Watch list for 2021. That was a list we actually published about five weeks ago. It's uh, consistently our most uh, popular story at the moment. Uh, people coming back to reference uh, uh, ones that they want to take a look at. But uh, you can take a look at that easily by going to focuswire.com. So uh, thanks ever so much again to Pete for doing the interview on this week's In Focus. A little bit of housekeeping, what's going on. I know many of you are starting to wind down for Christmas. And uh, um, well done. Congratulations. <laughs> as it were it's been a rough old year but uh, uh, before we get to Christmas there's a lot of stuff going on we've got a uh, we've got another webinar next week at Focus Wire uh, we also have uh, our new reality with series of one-to-one -one, uh, interviews it has a really interesting one next week uh, we've managed to secure for a little bit of time for about half an hour or so uh, next Tuesday we are going to speak to Dr Eric Liam of the uh, Mount Sinai Health System that in New York. So Eric's going to be talking to me about vaccines and all things like that and how they relate to travel, antibody testing and all those kind of things. So we're really looking forward to that interview with Eric, as I said, that's, uh, that's next week on the 16th. So uh, other bits and pieces to look out for. We continue to uh, uh, publish many of the video interviews and panel discussions that took place 
at the Focus Right conference in November. We've been slowly putting those up online. And uh, so, yeah, we'll get through as many of those before Christmas. And there's still a bunch more that we'll be running uh, after Christmas and into the new year. So keep an eye out, as I said, for those. Uh, that's about it, really, from me. I'm Kevin May. And as always, the In Focus podcast this month is brought to you with our friends at Alliance Partners. Now, you can reimagine what travel insurance can do with Alliance Partners. When the world calls, Alliance Partners makes it simpler for your customers to answer safely with smartly designed solutions to keep them protected on their journeys. Uh, you can learn more at alliancepartners.com. Again, a warm thank you from us at Focus Wire and Focus Right to Alliance Partners for sponsoring the In Focus podcast. Uh, first time visitors and those that haven't subscribed, why haven't you? But anyway, more seriously, you can do so uh, by clicking the subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this to now. The usual places, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Alexa, all those. So uh, go on there, subscribe, give us a rating, give us a review. We always like to hear what people have got to say. So that's it from me. Uh, that was episode 30. Yep, we reached 30. 30 episodes have been focused this year during 2020. Thank you very much again to Pete and to Jeff. And as always, those of you that are tuning in, thank you very much. And we'll see you next time.